Vaulting Glass Swift Project is off to a real flying start. Article by Elizabeth Lee. A project to encourage the nesting of swifts has just gotten off to a flying start after the installation of several nesting boxes in key locations in Vaulting Glass. The fast-flying swift is on a list of birds of conservation concern in Ireland because its population has declined in Ireland by over 40% in the past 15 years. Now due to the actions of a team of three people and with the support of Vaulting Glass Tidy Towns, local people will be able to spot the birds, especially in the mornings and evenings, as they fly into the nesting boxes. They've been installed at great heights at the local library, at a water tower in Skullnave Yosef, and at the bell tower of the newly refurbished Ratcoran House, which was once home to the Presentation Sisters. The boxes need to be installed up high because it suits the way that swifts fly. They fly low and then as they approach the nest they fly right up to it, explained Philip Riley, a member of both Balting Glass Tidy Towns and Birdwatch Ireland. He, along with fellow birdwatcher Brian O'Reilly and Tidy Towns member Dermot Flanagan, got the project to build the nesting boxes off the ground. Swifts come to Irish towns every year for just four months, arriving in early May and leaving in late August. These are four important months because they are coming to breed and because swifts are faithful to their nest sites. It's extremely important that the nests are safe and secure. Each nesting box is big enough to accommodate three swift families at a time. And to attract the birds to the sites initially, special sound systems have been installed to call them. Once the swifts start using the boxes, the sound systems will be removed as the birds settle into their new homes. If they roost here this year, there's a good chance that they'll come back, Philip explained. The most visible of the nest boxes is at the side of the library, so interested bird watchers should keep an eye out for the visitors, especially in the mornings and evenings. The Swift Nest Project in Balting Glass had the support of several sponsors, including Remcall Developments, Slaney Veterinary Centre, Broken IT, Tommy Hanlon, Burr Alcock Early, the Alcock Family, Jonathan McLaughlin and Philip Riley. The organisers would also like to thank the managers of three sites where the nesting boxes were installed, including McKee Construction, which is currently working on the site of the former convent. Godfrey's Gospel, according to Michael Godfrey. We're not quite out of the woods yet. I knew we were in trouble before the weekend street parties around the country sounded alarm bells among the government and health authorities. On Friday, I had reason to visit a businessman in Dublin. The first thing I noticed was that he was not wearing a face mask, even though I continued to wear mine. As the conversation progressed, he made reference to the fact that the pandemic was over and everything was getting back to normal. Sadly, that is not the case for anyone who is in hospital or on ventilators, or for those who have contracted the Indian variant of COVID-19. But the perception is, or was, that the worst was behind us, and it is okay to meet up with friends, have a street party, or go without wearing a mask. 
People only hear what they want to hear, and the message being delivered over the past few weeks was that with every extra vaccination, we are getting closer and closer to a situation where masks, social distancing, and all the other measures introduced to stem the spread of the virus will no longer be needed. Another worrying perception is even if you are unlucky enough to get infected, the consequences are not as severe. The likelihood is you will only receive a mild dose, and even if you're hospitalised, you won't have to go on a ventilator. Sorry, but I'd prefer not to take the chance. As far as I'm concerned, it is a case of continue as you have been doing until the entire population, or as close as makes no difference, has been vaccinated. We saw what happened at Christmas. We had a few weeks of normality, but we paid the price afterwards with thousands of people contracting the virus. We were in lockdown for almost four months. And, worst of all, we had far too many deaths. By and large, though, the authorities have done a great job, both in dealing with increased numbers in need of hospitalisation and the administration of the vaccine. Now is not the time to throw caution to the wind. We all need a break. We're all looking forward to staycations of one kind or another. We are all looking forward to meeting up with friends, talking rubbish and generally having a good laugh. We can still do all of that if we pay attention to the small stuff, wear a mask, maintain social distancing rules and observe good personal hygiene. If we do that, experience tells us that the virus cannot get a grip. However, we saw what happened after Christmas. We didn't go mad, but we gave the virus enough rope to take off and wreak havoc. Hopefully, with some improvement in the weather, we will feel less inclined to break the rules regarding social distancing. Yet something tells me that the lure of the beach will prove too much for some. I was in a shop in Carlow on Saturday where I heard a woman make no secret of the fact that on Sunday she was hitting the beach with her entire family. There was nothing wrong with that, as inter-county travel is allowed again. Unfortunately, however, I bet there were thousands of people like her all over the country. Added to that, there wasn't a burger, bun or chicken wing to be had anywhere, as Barbies were dusted off and taken out of cold storage all over the place. I like a barbecue as much as the next person, and I don't want to sound like a killjoy because I like meeting up with people as much as the next person but I think the price for a char-grilled burger among friends is a little too steep at the moment. Time to think with Father Paddy Byrne. Achieve peace of mind by staying focused. Peace of mind is a feeling of being safe or protected. It is the absence of worry. It's achieving a calm state of mind regardless of your situation and circumstances. The most important step to achieving peace is to acknowledge the fact that you have control over your mind, including your thoughts and how you respond to others. If you refuse to take responsibility for your reactions to others, you will never live in peace. However, when you accept that you are in control of how you respond to people and situations, you can begin to make progress instead of being controlled by things that are happening around you. The following seven tips will help you to stay focused so you can experience peace of mind. Number one, nourish your spirituality. Every person has spirituality. Whatever moves or expresses your spirit or inner energy is part of your spirituality. 
In some senses, your spirituality is expressed in every aspect of your personal and public life. It is just part of who you are, woven into and expressed through every thought, feeling and action. There are many definitions of spirituality. All of them can be helpful in understanding this important yet mysterious part of life. Ultimately, none of them capture the whole reality, but what becomes clear is that a nourished spirituality allows you to push out the worrying and nagging thoughts that creep into your mind, which helps you to take control of anxiety and stress. This allows you to experience peace, even if things in life aren't perfect, and the physical benefits are numerous. 2. Limit your use of social media. There are things that are good about social media, but lots of studies show that it can be harmful to the mental health of users. The use of social media tends to cause us to compare the good, the bad and the ugly of our lives with the highlight reel that friends and family are sharing. The messy parts of your life are never going to compare with the highlights that other people are sharing. Therefore, if you are struggling with peace and constantly find yourself comparing yourself with others on social media, it can be best to stay off the platforms. Social media is also a distraction. It feeds our FOMO, fear of missing out cravings. With access to social media on our phones, it's easy to be tempted into stopping what you are trying to work on or think about in order to check what's going on with friends and family. Number three. Let go of the past. Getting hung up on things that have happened in the past make it difficult to stay focused on the present and the future. Focusing our attention on things that we cannot change makes it difficult to maintain peace of mind. If there is something from the past that you can correct, then do it. Otherwise, it's time to forgive others, forgive yourself, and move on. Number four. Don't be easily offended. It's much easier to maintain peace of mind when you let things roll off your back. If you take offence at every little thing that other people do and say, you will remain in a constant state of frustration. Your thoughts will feel out of control and you will quickly lose your peace. However, if you focus on believing the best in others, you are shifting your thoughts, which will make finding peace much easier. Number 5. Choose your battles carefully. If you make it your personal mission to correct everyone who is doing something you don't agree with, you're going to live in a constant state of strife. And it will be near impossible to focus on what you want to focus on. Just like parents are taught to choose their battles with their children, you want to do the same thing with the people and situations you face daily. For example, you might not agree with a conversation that is happening between your co-worker and your boss. But if you are not part of the conversation, it's best to stay out of it. If you choose to involve yourself, you could be putting yourself in a position of choosing sides, putting your job at risk and adding stress that you don't want in your life. Number six, make time to journal. Journaling is a great way to release those thoughts that are bogging down your mind. You can write out your stresses and worries, and once they are out of your head, release them altogether. Some people like to rip up or burn the paper as a symbolic way of showing that they are letting go of those thoughts. Number seven, put times of silence and solitude into your schedule. 
Constantly being in the hustle and bustle of life is a surefire way to lose peace of mind and focus. This doesn't mean that you should avoid people at all costs, but taking time to get away from everyone else and be in total silence can help you to reconnect with yourself. If you find that you have lost all peace, you could get away for a weekend alone or simply an afternoon. Find a quiet spot and allow yourself to think about the thoughts that have been rolling around in your head. Then decide how to deal with those thoughts. Allow yourself to recharge during this time. If you are struggling to attain peace of mind, you could benefit from a conversation with a local therapist. They know the right questions to ask to help you get to the root of your struggle. Then they can provide you with some answers to help you find and live in peace.